I've decided that the name of this episode is going to be Ignorance Was Bliss. The media lies for the deep state, and some viewers actually seem to love it. So there's a couple of, couple of reasons why I am naming this specific episode Ignorance Was Bliss. And not the original title for this episode. And it's funny how I title these episodes before we actually record them because we have no idea what it is that we're really going to say. You, you and I were all ready and prepared to do a show on media bias. And yep. it's a follow up on what we were talking about the last episode. I'm um, talking about the Steele dossier. We just published it this morning, the Steele dossier and the fruit of the poison tree, how Russiagate right. became Clinton Gate part seven um, or 70 or, or 70, whatever, whatever we're yeah. up to now, whatever we're up to now. So how do we how do we do this? How do we handle this? How do we talk about media bias as a pseudo news organization? Well, I think we just bring up what we see, right? Like, for example, what was it? What which news story was it in particular that caught your eye that made you think of, well, that's biased as fuck? Well, here's the thing. You and I were going to avoid the whole Kyle Rittenhouse scenario, the whole right. The whole topic, because there really is nothing to say about this that hasn't already been said before by other people who have been following right. the case far more closely than I have been. Oh, by the way, just just for our new listeners, and I know we have new listeners. I'm Eric Render King Fisk here in uh, southern New Hampshire, uh, host, political provocateur, entertainer. A conspiracy theorist or conspiracy factualist, and on the other side of the country in Utah is my good friend Jason Cousineau. Just, just so people know, because just, just so we know, yeah. just, just so, just for the new listeners, according to Jason Cousineau from News of the Week with Jason Cousineau, what actually happened with the Kyle Rittenhouse case? What actually happened? What happened was you had an extremely biased media that was reporting on things and they were doing so in an extremely dishonest manner is what happened. Um, for example, the um, the facts of the case, like when the judge dismissed one charge that was levied against him, he dismissed it because a law wasn't broken. A law was not broken. Therefore, you can't charge someone with a crime when they haven't broken a law. Right. Now, you could make the argument and have a valid argument that it's not the judge's place to determine that because that's what the point of the trial is, is to determine if a law was broken. However, in this particular case, the prosecuting attorney could not state what law was broken and how it was broken. So the judge dismissed the charges, which is within the judge's purview, by the way. Just I don't know how often it happens because I don't really follow legal proceedings like that with any with enough regularity that I would feel confident in saying it happens all the time or it rarely happens. I have no idea. Right. Um, so that was why the judge dismissed that charge. And a lot of people went apeshit over it. 
my Twitter feed or not Twitter, my uh, Facebook feed kind of blew up with all my left leaning friends saying this is bullshit. The judge shouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. This and the other thing. That's the point of the trial. And they have a valid point. It is the point of the trial to do that. However, I'm not going to argue whether he should or shouldn't have because I don't know. Right. Um, they were also saying things like Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. There's no evidence to support that. Yeah, because I looked like I, I, I looked for that. I looked for that. I looked for evidence that he was a a, a white supremacist, and I couldn't find any. And I'm sure that one of right. our, one of our listeners, if they're following us on on Twitter. I'm sure that they could come on and they could explain to us how, how is he an actual white supremacist? Right. Because one of the things that was mentioned, I forget if it was mentioned in a news report or if it was the prosecuting attorney said something that along the lines of he's a white supremacist because he shot black people. Well, the three people he killed were all white. Okay, so, that's that's something that I wanted to like. Was, I wanted to put that on the back burner for a second. Um, yeah, that's that's fine. So, one of the things that people a, it's it's a complex case, really. So, but anyway, continue. I'm actually inviting people over on Twitter right now while you're talking. Um, okay. If we dial it back to August twentieth, two thousand twenty, and let me just make sure that it's like I have my facts straight and I'm, I'm i'm plagiarizing this from wikipedia this goes back to the okay. shooting of jacob blake and i'm reading this verbatim on august right. they, that was the reason of the the riots yeah. that kyle rittenhouse was attending now let's let's start let's read this make sure that we have our facts straight because that's one of the things that people don't seem to realize is that jay and i actually do our our research and, and or we try to or we try to on August 23rd, 2020, Jacob S. Blake, a 29 year old black man, was shot and seriously injured by police officer Rustin Shanky. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. If it's not, take a shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Right. She's key shot Blake in the back four times and the side three times when Blake opened up the driver's door to his girlfriend's rented SUV and began to turn towards she's key. She's key said that he believed that he was about to be stabbed since Blake was carrying a knife earlier during the encounter. Blake had been tasered by office by two officers, but failed to restrain Blake. Now here's the thing that people you're not allowed to bring this part up in conversation. Blake had a warrant for his arrest from July based on charges of three degree sexual assault, trespassing, disorderly contact in connection with domestic abuse. Both Kenesha police officer, both police chief, Daniel Miskins, take a shot if I mispronounced his name, and Kenosha Professional Police Association stated that the officers dispatched on August 23rd were aware of the pending warrant for Blake before they arrived on the scene. The police shooting was was followed followed by unrest, which included rallies, marches, damage to par- property, <coughs> property damage, arson, clashes with the police. Two 
protesters were fatally shot in a confrontation with an armed civilian, 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse. Blake's name was invoked in the protest in other cities as part of the Black Lives Matter movement, which resurged in the wake of several high-profile killings by police officers in 2020. In January 2021, Kenosha County prosecutors announced that the officers involved in the shooting would not be charged, and and she's key returned to regular police duty April 2021. Prosecutors also announced that Blake would not face any new charges, and they dropped the previous sexual assault charges and trespassing charges against Blake in exchange for him to plead guilty to two misdemeanor conducts counts of disorderly conduct for which he was sentenced two years probation. That's, that it, now, when talking about this shooting, apparently it's in bad taste to mention that Blake was uh, being charged with third degree sexual assault. Which and I and I what looked. Does that, at that. What does that mean? Well, see, I, I came prepared today, Jay. A person wow. is guilty of third degree sexual assault if he or she is over the age of eighteen years and engaged in sexual penetration with another person over the age of fourteen years and under the age of content, cons- consent, sixteen years of age. So apparently, he's charged with having sex with someone between the age of 14 and 16 and he's okay, a and so he's a 29 year old where, man the where i'm seeing that uh, where i'm uh, the one i saw is on a website called quinn law which appears to be a criminal defense site and they say third degree sexual assault while less violent than first and second is still a serious crime to convicted of third degree prosecution must prove that sexual penetration occurred and that on one of the following circumstances, the victim was a minor, the victim was forced or coerced, or the victim was incapacitated at the time. So being a minor is part of it. Right. Not necessarily required because the victim could have been forced or coerced or the victim was incapacitated. So like if you roofie somebody, that's third degree sexual assault. Right. Is If I understand this definition. Right. Yeah, anyway. Well, so he's he's not the nicest person in the world, phrase it that way. No. No. Um and I don't I I don't know where to draw the line on this. Because the thing is, is right. he apparently from what I understand, he was being arrested on these charges for this and for violating a restraining order. That's how I read it, and that's how I understood it. Apparently, one of his parents right. or the, was somebody called and said he's violating a restraining order. Police came and tried to arrest him for violating the restraining order and for the previous charges, and they shot him. How many times did they shoot him? Right. Or how many times did this officer shoot him? Let's go back here. Uh, Shot in the back four times and three times in the side. Did you really have to shoot him that many times? Yeah, but that's not relevant to the 
to the Rittenhouse shooting, right? To the to, to the Rittenhouse trial. Whether or not he was this guy Jacob Blake was justifiably shot or not is only incidental to the case of Kyle Rittenhouse in that it created the resulting unrest. The thing is, is that people were rioting because the police shot this black man and all he had was a knife. And the police officer claimed that Jacob Blake was was going to stab him with this knife. Now, I'm now I'm not a police officer. I know uh, I know police officers. I don't know how they're doing. I don't know if somebody was running towards me or walking towards me with a with a knife. I don't know how I would react. I don't I don't know if I would empty the gun. I don't I don't know what I would do. And well, I can say in, in when I was in the Coast Guard, we did boardings and we were trained to law enforcement standards and you shoot until they stop are no longer a threat. Right. So if you someone has a gun, you shoot them, they go down, but they still have the gun. You continue shooting them because as long as they have that gun, they are a threat. If you shoot them, they go down, they drop the gun. You stop shooting. So as to whether or not the police were justified in shooting him four times, again, personally, that's incidental to the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. It's just background on why there was civil unrest, which was the reason why Kyle was in Kenosha. And I'm also sort of like putting this in the forefront for our listeners so we can understand why people are angry and saying black lives matter. Okay. Right. All right. So basically he was not there and the prosecuting attorney actually made this point during his closing arguments, if I'm not mistaken. Kyle Rittenhouse was not there to support Black Lives Matter as if that was relevant to whether he broke the law or not. And the truth is, is it's not relevant to whether he broke the law or not. But the prosecuting attorney did see fit to make that statement which is where we're getting the Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist because he was not there to support Black Lives Matter. No, I guess. Now, apparently, Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old from across the state line in Antioch, Illinois, because apparently these two, like Kenosha and Antioch, Illinois, are, are like twin cities across state lines is from what I understand. Kyle Rittenhouse went a couple of miles north with his AR-15 or his AR-15 style rifle and decided that he was not his. It wasn't his. It wasn't his. He was not. It's not his gun. Someone that he knew let him use it. Okay, because that's one of the sticking points of the trial is he uh, the prosecution was trying to say this was the charge that was dropped. They're trying to say he had no legal right to be in possession of a firearm, but he actually was did have a legal right to be possession of a firearm, which is why that charge was dropped. They were trying to say that someone under the age of 17 in Wisconsin is not allowed to be in possession of a rifle. And the fact of the matter is, is you are legally if you're 17, able to be in possession of a firearm. Other people were saying that he illegally crossed state lines with it. He did not. The gun owner crossed state lines with it, 
which they are legally allowed to do. Okay. So continue. Sorry. All right. So, and this is like after a couple of nights of rioting, if I understand this correctly. The um, unrest have been going for a while. I don't know how long. Well, the, the riots went on for four nights. And there was a lot right. of looting, a lot of burning, a lot of, there was a, there was a, these were quote, mostly peaceful protests, quote unquote. Right. Which is why there was all those fires. There the were all these fires and, and property was destroyed. One of the things that I had learned last night was that there was more than $20 million worth of damage over the course of four nights and people lost their property. Some people lost their homes and some people lost their businesses. And I think that it was just like after a couple of nights of seeing the violence on TV, this kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, who was a um, police cadet in training and he was a part of the junior firefighter program, thought that he was going to be a superhero go in there and go oh, into on, the riots. Now you're, okay. putting, you're putting thoughts into his head. No, I'm, he no this is, this is, this is how it's been reported, Jay. I'm sorry. This is, this is how it was reported. I don't know what was in the and, kid's head. Right, and neither do the reporters. Nobody knows who. Nobody knows why he went to Kenosha to do right. what he did and patrol the streets with, the, with this gun. Well, we don't know. I don't know well, what he, was in his head. He also had, as I understand it, he also had, because he, he had some medical training, so he wanted to help people who were injured, and he actually had a medical kit with him, like a first aid kit kind of a thing, is my understanding. Okay. So it wasn't like he just went there with a gun to walk around, I'm going to shoot me some, some unresters. He was up there... Ten, from what I understand, he, his intent going up there was to provide medical attention to people who might not be able to get it from EMS for whatever reason. Okay. So let's not, you know, not trying to confuse the matters, whatever. And hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I'm trying to get to the bottom of, of this actual story before we start talking about the media bias. Right. Well, and... That's actually part of the problem is that the way this has been presented from day one has been riddled with bias. So getting at the facts of what happened is extremely difficult. Yes, I'm trying. So while trying to get to the bottom of what really happened, you have to sort of try and separate the wheat from the chaff, meaning what's the actual truth and what's media hyperbole. Right. I had I had the hardest part with this. So so Kyle Rittenhouse shot three people in self-defense. We if right. you if you if you, if you those are the charges. Those yeah. are the charges. He was charged with shooting three people. Whether or not he was guilty or not, that was for the jury to decide. And he was acquitted for for doing what he did. And Correct. On the grounds of self-defense. On the grounds of self-defense. And people are angry with the fact that he got away with essentially murder. Well, okay. So Why do just they, reading, right. reading the second paragraph on the Wikipedia article under Kenosha unrest shooting. 
Rittenhouse had been pursued by a group that included Kenosha resident Joseph Rosenbaum, who was unarmed. After Racine resident Joshua Zeminski allegedly fired a shot into the air, Rittenhouse turned towards Rosenbaum, who, according to a witness, lunged at him and tried to take his rifle. Rittenhouse fired four times at Rosenbaum, killing him. Rittenhouse then ran down the street while being followed by a crowd of around a dozen people. He tripped and fell to the ground after being hit in the head, then fired twice at a 39-year-old man who kicked him, his shots missing both times. While Rittenhouse was still on the ground, Silver Lake resident Anthony Huber struck him in the shoulder with a skateboard and attempted to take his rifle. Rittenhouse fired at Huber once, fatally striking him in the chest. When West Alice resident Gage Crosscruz, Gross, Grosskreutz? Grosskreutz? Now, if you mispronounce a word, hold on a second, Jane. Which in court he admitted having pointed at Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse shot him once in the right arm. Okay. Just a quick that question. Is, I think as close as we're going to get to the truth, to an unbiased recitation of what happened. Okay. I got two important questions to ask you. Okay. Question number one. Is it all right for us to discuss the, the criminal records of these three men? Second of all, if you mispronounce a word, do the listeners also have to take a shot? Or is it just when I mispronounce a word? Hell yeah. All right. No, no, no. It's, if it's either one of us mispronounce a word. Um, second of all, no. I don't think we the, the criminal records of the people that were shot are not relevant entirely um it is in the in the in the case of gage crosscruz only because he had a handgun and he is a convicted felon which is therefore illegal for him to be in possession of a handgun of a firearm of any kind right in the state of illinois that so, is illegal so i want to be absolutely so in clear that on case this. the fact that he had a handgun is relevant only in that the police should be talking to him about, well, why the hell did you have a gun? But it's not relevant in his case because someone coming at you and kicking you and trying to take your gun, you don't care if that person, if they're, if they're not wearing a form of a police officer or something like that, you don't know anything about him. You don't know anything about that person other than they are trying to hurt you and take your weapon from you. That puts you in self-defense immediately under those circumstances. You are immediately in self-defense. You got kicked in the head, you're in self-defense. They're trying to take the gun from you, you're in self-defense. Because you have to assume, have to assume, that when they take that gun from you, they are not just going to take it and walk away. They are then going to turn that gun on you. So now you have to defend yourself from potential death. That is what self-defense is. You are defending yourself. The guy that kicked him, who cares what his criminal background is? Um, the guy that tried to take his rifle that he killed, who cares what his criminal background is? That's not relevant to this case. Okay. See what I'm saying? Because the thing is, is that Kyle Rittenhouse did not know their right. crim- their, their, crim- it, their backgrounds he did, when he shot them. Even if he did, it's still irrelevant because what 
is he a vigilante trying to hunt these people down now by going out there and putting him in a situ- putting himself in a situation where he's going to be forced to face these people? It's not it's not relevant because if he he didn't know, so therefore it's not relevant. If he did know, then it becomes relevant because now what's his motivation? Why was he there? That becomes questionable. That becomes relevant. Right. You know, while at the same time, though, we have to be careful because his reasons for being in Kenosha are not relevant to this particular instance, right? Asking Kyle Rittenhouse, a guy who just killed two people and shot a third person, why were you there, is no different than asking a rape victim, what were you wearing when you went to the party? Doesn't matter why he was there. People were trying to take the gun from him. Everything else is irrelevant up until that point. Now they're trying to take the gun from him. He has to defend himself. Now they're trying to do bodily harm to him. He has to defend himself, period. That's what the eyes of the law state. This is going to be a tough one, dude. <laughs> this is tough. No, but this this is tough. It really is. Now, for me, I completely, totally agree with you to a certain extent, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a dad of a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old. My son mm-hmm. now, my youngest son, who is sitting next to me playing Minecraft. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is that? Modded. You modded it. Yeah, you modded, modded. it. Okay, so, you, so yeah. I don't know what the fuck modded means, but I'm proud of you for doing it. Harrison, you, Harrison mm-hmm. is Kyle Rittenhouse's age. At the time of the shooting. At the yeah. time of the shooting. So he's, I think Kyle Rittenhouse is, is in, his age is in between my youngest and my oldest. By the way, just to let people know, I am really super sick right now, but that's not stopping me from recording this episode. Do you want to know why? Because I'm drinking this really nice chicken broth that my wife made for me, and she served up in one of my Fedora Chronicles radio show glasses that you can buy yourself at Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. That is some really great chicken broth. So with that said, on the I sort of feel as if my kid did that, went across state lines and tried to do whatever it is that Kyle was was trying to do. As a dad, I think I would be pissed saying, seriously, stay the fuck home and just protect the house. If you feel the... What the fuck were you thinking? What the fuck were you thinking? Right. But that's not legally relevant. No, I'm just throwing that out that as as a dad and right. and where where I came to my conclusion with all of this or okay. or where we're going as far as ignorance was bliss and the media lies and the media bias. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever he was trying to do, whatever his intention was is irrelevant according to people such as yourself. He shot these people. According to the law. Right. According to the law. The law doesn't care why you were there. So if you're at a grocery store and you have a concealed carry gun 
and someone comes up to you and tries to shoot you for whatever reason, your reason for being in the grocery store is not relevant. What's relevant is you were in public, someone tried to kill you, and you defended yourself. Those are the legalities of what we're dealing with here. A lot like, here's a fine analogy. I go to the grocery store, I go to Starbucks, and I'm wearing a Mm -hmm. fedora. And some nutcase tries to remove my fedora from my head because he's being triggered because his abusive grandfather also used to wear a fedora. And right. I, I whip out my ray gun and I burn a hole in this guy's chest. Was that in self-defense? And well, it, it depends. Just, I, now, it depends, all the, right? Was, did you feel your life was in danger? Probably. I don't know. Yes. Let's one look, of the things, since, you, yeah. anytime you take a self-defense course, right? If you take a concealed carry self-defense course, one of the first things that they will tell you is do not use any bravado when talking to the police. If the police come up to you and say, what happened? And you say, well, this guy attacked me, but I had my gun, so I wasn't worried. Now you're a murderer. Right, exactly. I had my ray gun, and I was looking to use it. Now, the thing is, is that some, some, now, here's the thing. When I was younger in high school, and I used to wear a fedora, and people used to freaking pick on me. Mm-hmm. There were people who I'm still friends with on Facebook who said back then, you shouldn't be dressed like that. You shouldn't be wearing a fedora. You shouldn't be making yourself a target for, pe- for people like that. You-, you brought it on yourself. Right. Okay. How dare you be different? How dare you be different? If you, if you would just conform to you society's norms, you wouldn't have these problems. If she wasn't wearing that short skirt and that low-cut blouse showing off her cleavage, she wouldn't have been assaulted. It's sort of like the same you know, argument. It, it really is, and that's that's the part that bothers me because why does that absolve the other people of their ability to be a decent fucking human being, right? As soon as... I don't care if a, if a girl walks into a frat house stark fucking naked, giggling, obviously drunk off her ass and says, I will have sex with anyone in here. And then as soon as someone goes up and says, I'm your Huckleberry, and she says, I'm just kidding. No, that means you stop. Right. Well, she was asking for it until she wasn't. You should have the, the self-control required to stop your fucking libido and then maybe, I don't know, go into the bathroom and jack off, clean out the pipes, do what you got to do. But when she says no, you stop. That's it. Where it's over. That is how it goes. And it doesn't matter if she's a, a naked co-ed at a frat party. doesn't matter if it's your wife you've been married to. doesn't matter if it's a girl you're dating or some woman you just picked up in a bar doesn't matter as soon as they say no it's on you to have the self-control to fucking stop right and it's the same thing with self-defense why he was there is irrelevant as soon as someone tried to do him bodily harm he has a right to defend himself and that is the sum total of this case 
everything else is needless fucking window dressing that people are using to justify their own opinions. Because if someone came up to me and was trying to kick me in the head while I had a gun, I am going to shoot them for one reason and one reason alone. I am in fear for my life. Right. Plain and simple. It's as simple as that. Well, why did you have the gun? Because I can. Why were exactly. you over there? Because I can. It's a shitty that is situation. As legally binding as I speak. Yeah. Now, we can argue all you want about whether Kyle should have been there, should he have had a gun while he was there. You can argue about that all you want, but that is not legally relevant. That is something that he is going to have to look at himself in the mirror and look at himself in the face for the rest of his life and say, with knowledge beforehand, if I hadn't gone, two people would still be alive. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And this is an ugly situation. Oh, it absolutely is. And I, and I don't think that Kyle Rittenhouse should be heralded as some kind of hero. I agree. He I, is not a hero. I'm looking at the situation, and I don't see any good guys here. I don't. Well, there I, aren't. There aren't. I don't see, I don't see the, the men that Kyle Rittenhouse shot. I don't see them as heroes or martyrs, and I'll get back to that in a second. Mm -hmm. I don't think Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero. As a father, I can say, I wish he stayed home. I wish he stayed home and guarded the house in the event that something should happen. I'm saying that as a dad. Yeah. Okay, what what whatever he did or whatever he decided to do, that's on him and he's living under his parents' roof or his mom or dad's roof. Doesn't it, that's up for them. I'm just giving this opinion as a dad. Right. If you want if you want to stay here with a, an AK15 or or AR15 and an M80, a bazooka, and you want to defend right, our killing house? Me. You're killing me. I'm doing you're it on purpose. Me. I'm doing it on purpose, I Jay. know, and you're killing me. Go ahead. All right. If Alan and Harrison wanted to stay here and defend the house and our property while there are rioters running around the street here in our town for whatever reason, that I would understand. But then I would tell them, the minute you cross the property line, other parties may not view that as self-defense. Well, it goes even further than that, right? Because in the state of Utah, someone comes into my house. I tell them to leave. They do not leave. They are now trespassing, and I can point my gun at them and say, get the fuck out of my goddamn house right goddamn now before I pull the fucking trigger. And if they turn around and leave, that's it. You're done. Yeah. Same thing if they come into my house, they break in. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I have my gun because there's someone rummaging around in my fucking house at 3 o'clock in the morning that does not live here and is not invited. And I pull out my gun and I say, get the fuck out of my house, and they start coming towards me, I start shooting. They turn around and run. As soon as their back is turned, my fingers are off the trigger, okay? Right. 
even if they're still in the house. If they get to the door and don't go out the door, fingers back on the trigger, baby. Right. Right? Because now they are not complying with what I want them to do. They are still potentially a threat and a danger to me and the people living in my home. Right? Yeah. That is point of law in Utah. If you shoot someone in the back, unless they're doing something at that moment, like say, for example, the guy's on top of one of my daughters and I shoot him in the back, that is me defending my daughter. But if he's, you know, at the entertainment center working to get my DVD player out, that's not reason to shoot him. That's me calling him out saying, get the fuck out of my house, right? So there are legal definitions that are important and to understand if you're going to be carrying a gun, especially if you're going to be carrying a concealed weapon. You have to be aware of those things and how they apply in your state. What circumstances are there? For example, in Massachusetts, someone in my house, they break in and they start taking my stuff. I'm allowed to tell them I have a gun and they need to leave, but I'm not allowed to point it at them. Right? So there's these legal distinctions you have to be aware of if you have a gun and if you're using it in self-defense. Me personally, I don't think Kyle is a hero. I really don't. No, I don't he, either. You and I are... He made bad situations worse. He made bad decisions. However, he that does not exclude him from being able to defend himself. Why the fuck would someone go to a place where there are riots going on? Yeah, exactly. That I don't understand, but that's not relevant to whether or not he has a right to defend himself. No, it, it, it honestly doesn't. With his actions in going there, but that doesn't mean I disagree with the verdict that was delivered. I want to switch gears for a second here. I don't see Kyle Rittenhouse here. as a hero at all. I, 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 I don't either. I'm, and I'm struggling to understand. I understand why certain people are looking at him as a hero. Because the police and the National Guard, from what I understand, were standing down. They weren't trying they were to stop. They were ordered to not do anything by the governor. They were ordered to not do anything and at one point Kyle turned himself in to the police had the gun hands up walking towards him told them he shot two people and what happened okay I don't know what happened with that afterwards but as I understand it that is something that happened during the night I don't know what happened after that either to be honest I understand why people would look at Kyle who live in that area in Kenosha would regard him as a folk hero. I may not agree with them, but I understand why they look at him as a hero because the police were told to stand down and not do anything as property right. was being destroyed. And by the way, I don't know how many other people were wounded and injured and even killed during those protests. I don't know. Were there other injuries? I don't know. There must have been. 
there's always it would make sense that there were right there's always somebody who gets badly hurt in a riot and as and i'm sure that there were people on that jury who were there in kenosha or antioch who saw the violence and probably thought wow good for him i'm gonna let this kid go off because he did something when the police did nothing I don't agree with it, but I understand that sentiment. I, again, really having a hard time with with the idea of someone letting someone off, thinking they're a murderer, but letting them go because at least they were doing something. I disagree with that on principle. Right? To my way of thinking, if you think he committed murder then the verdict should have been guilty that you delivered. Because that's the way our legal system is supposed to go. You don't let people off because of political reasons. Well, at least he was doing something. Well, yeah, what he was doing is called murder. Right. You know? I didn't say I agree. I say I understand the sentiment. But that's what I'm saying is I don't. Okay. I understand them thinking he's a hero because, you know, he tried doing what they perceive as the right thing. Okay, that I understand. But if, and again, I'm kind of putting words in people's mouths here. But if they, if they think he's a hero because at least he was doing something, then they're in the wrong. They're thinking wrongly to my way of thinking, the way I look at life. Right. But if they're looking at him as it was a shit situation, regardless of why he was there, good for him for defending himself. He did not deserve to be have charges levied against him. That I can understand. Okay. Again, I disagree. I don't think he should have been there, but that's irrelevant at the moment. And I think that this episode is a big, huge middle finger to the people who say you and I do nothing but just agree with each other all the time. And there's, <laughs> I agree. I understand that. Like I said, and I got to say this again. I uh, if if that's the reason why the jury let him off, I don't agree with it, but I understand it. And just like the way I understand why certain people vote the way they do, I understand. I don't agree, right? But I can still kind of empathize with the people who vote differently than I do. Okay, right now, right. Switching gears here, and I think that this is a, I don't know if this is a separate topic or not. It's, it's, it's Kyle Rittenhouse adjacent. Okay. Okay. The people who were making martyrs out of the people that he shot, I think is disturbing. Well, they're just as wrong as the people who are turning Kyle into a hero. Kyle is not a hero. He was in a shit situation. He made bad decisions. And as a result of that, people died. That doesn't mean he was out to kill people. He didn't set out to kill people. Nor does it mean that he is some sort of hero who is doing the right thing either, right? However, the people who are trying to say, well, this guy was mentally ill. Yeah, he was mentally ill. So why the fuck is he out in the goddamn riot? And why was he trying to take someone's gun from them? At that point, being mentally ill is irrelevant. 
He was trying to take someone's gun from him. When someone is trying to take my gun from me, I'm not going to ask them 20 questions and say, so how are you feeling today? Are you a little depressed? Are you under the care of a professional psychotherapist? That is not a requirement. What is a requirement is me making making sure I am no longer in danger. And I'm sorry, but if someone is trying to kill me and it's him or me, I'm not going to feel an ounce of guilt if they just got released from a mental ward because they were possibly suicidal. What matters to me is that person was trying to kill me and I was trying to not be killed. I want to talk about the people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot. Okay. All right. And this is why I think it is wrong for people to hold these men up as some kind of heroes or martyrs. And I don't think that you should be shedding any tears for these scumbags. And I'm just going to bias it right now. I have a bias against these men. Right. Joseph Rosenbaum, sex offender going back to 2002. And on the show page, we have a link to the Arizona criminal complaint. Newly released... Joseph Rosenbaum, sex offender, documents obtained by Wisconsin right now from the Pima County, Arizona clerk of courts confirmed Joseph Rosenbaum was charged by a grand jury with 11 counts of child molestation and inappropriate sexual activity around children, including anal rape. The victims were five boys raging in ages 9 to 11 years old. Wisconsin right now obtained Rosenbaum's file, entire file regarding the case. However, due to victims' privacy and legal issues, we are choosing to only show the criminal complaint at this time. We've redacted the names of the victims. Well, good for them. Right. And he was shouldn't, shouldn't do that. Shouldn't right. be showing that stuff anyway. Right. No contact with minors under the age of 18 without permission from the court, the Arizona court records say. This guy was this guy is a sex offender or he was a sex offender. All of these people who are shedding crocodile tears for this guy. Looking at you, Jimmy Kimmel. You're in the wrong. You're in the wrong. Now, was it up to Kyle Rittenhouse to take out the garbage? No, I think that I think that Kyle Rittenhouse shooting him in self-defense that's where that's that's where the conversation ends he shot him in self-defense bad situation joseph rosenbaum is not a nice guy you should not be shedding any tears for him right leave it at that anthony huber he's the guy with the skateboard he's the guy with the skateboard this again from wisconsin right now I'm just going to use this page. I had another one page because I can't seem to find it right here. Huber had a disorderly conduct conviction from 2018 as a domestic abuse repeater with a misdemeanor. And as I'm looking at these charges charges here, uh, battery Mm -hmm. misdemeanor, disorderly conduct, strangulation and suffocation 
of his own brother. Okay, see, that's where we start getting into some serious shit. False imprisonment. Another battery misdemeanor. Disorderly conduct. He has this lengthy record. A lot of disorderly conduct. Right, which is a misdemeanor, but when in large numbers like that, it indicates a pattern of behavior. Now, does it mean that Kyle Rittenhouse was in the right to shoot this guy outside of self-defense? No. Absolutely not. You didn't, you didn't know that. But the thing is, is that you shouldn't be mourning the loss of Anthony Huber. Because he wasn't... Or Rosenbaum. He, or Rosenbaum. Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber. These two men that are dead... There are people on Facebook who don't even know these guys and, and they're shedding these crocodile tears. Oh, it's like all lives are important. You know, I don't think so. Well, I here's, d- here's the thing, though, right? You got these people like like Grosskreutz, for example, who got shot in the arm, right? In cross-examination, he was asked, did you point the, your gun at Rittenhouse? And he said, yes, I did. That's it. Bam. Open shut case right there in that one particular shooting. He pointed a gun at Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse justified in shooting him. Period. Anyone who says differently is an idiot. He's pointing a deadly weapon at this guy's head. And you can say it wasn't loaded. You could say it was a fucking airsoft rifle. In the heat of the moment, it doesn't goddamn matter. It's at night. This guy's kid's already been assaulted three times and this guy's this joker's pointing a gun at him he's justified in shooting period you know and i know that guy has a record i don't know what his record is i remember reading he had a record do you have that up so here we go on heavy.com it says it wasn't until you pointed your gun at him advanced on him that he fired right defense attorney corey sharafisi asked cross Kurtz. correct said cross Kurtz. He tried to claim at another point that he wasn't intentionally pointing the gun. Doesn't matter. He had pointed the gun at him. All right. Now, this is where, for me, you get into gun safety, right? You never, ever, you're always aware of where you're pointing the gun. Rule number one, the gun is loaded unless you've immediately immediately checked it, right? Because guns grow bullets. That's how it works, right? You put the gun down. Even if no one else is in the room, you pick it up, you check it to see if it's loaded, if it grew a a bullet, because that shit happens. That's how people get shot. Rule number two, you never point the gun anywhere unless you know what it is you're pointing the gun at, and you're prepared to destroy it, period. So this idiot's waving a gun around, and another guy's got a gun, and the gun that's being waved around gets pointed in his direction. Still a justified shooting. Period. Still a justified shooting. Especially when you're in a fucking riot. So people are shouting everywhere. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Not sh- not sure. Not sure where I want to go with this because the the one of the problems that I'm having, people seem to think that they can inject the motto Black Lives Matter. Perfect example is that I was trying to have a conversation with a fellow podcaster 
and I'm debating about whether or not I want to read this quote. This, this kind of goes against my better judgment. And the quote was, I'm not okay with the Rittenhouse verdict, Black Lives Matter. And this is on the top of my news feed. And this person and I belonged to some of the same true crime podcaster Facebook groups. And, I, and mm-hmm. I'm serious because the thing is, is that I want to know why did this person have to inject Black Lives Matter into this? And I, and I write, I'm curious just how many other people did Kyle shoot? Because as far as I'm concerned, there were only three white men that he shot. Were there others yep. that I'm, I'm aware of? Because the thing is, that it was just like <clears throat> this. I, this was a white on white crime. So, and I asked Kate here, why are you saying Black Lives Matter after Kyle was acquitted for killing three white men? I'm not following. Kate responded by saying, why does the idea of Black Lives Mattering bother you? My response, I've never said it bothered me, but why do you have to say, quote, Black Lives Matter after a white man was acquitted for killing three white men? Or do you just post Black Lives Matter whenever you see something in the news that bothers you? If they, I mean, right. But this this has nothing to do with white on black crime. The I said, and somebody else had posted in here. Now, I'm sorry. Kate responded by saying, "The crime, the trial, and the Amer- the entire American criminal justice system, and the country as a whole has have to do." with race kate responds okay, by saying so now she is no longer worthy talking to yeah pretty much She's an ideologue who is not going to is you're not going to be able to have any meaningful conversation with her period simple as that i'm sorry you've now lost all my interest in hearing what her opinion is because her opinion is only going to be based on her own what she's already predetermined which is that anything you say is because you're racist all right, fine. So now we know that I'm, you think I'm a racist and I think you're an idiot whose opinion doesn't matter. Plain and simple. Conversation's done. I'm People still, can I'm, think I'm an asshole all they want because I am. And the truth of the matter is, if you're going to judge me that quickly without even giving me a chance to talk because you are so obsessed over one thing, then I can judge you just as quickly based on as little information as you've judged me and therefore can determine whether or not I want to continue that conversation. This is how it works. We're both adults. You are a race monger who has nothing else to your personality at all, and I have determined, therefore, that you are not worth my time at all engaging in conversation with, period. There's a part of me that wonders if whether or not people are just looking for a reason to be angry and upset. And Kyle Rittenhouse gave them this emotional out. I really do think that, Jay. I, 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 I can't disagree with you, right? As much as I want to. I want to say, oh, no, they've got a valid blah, 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 blah. Truth is, is I can't, I can't honestly refute that statement 
people really genuinely seem to be looking for a reason to be pissed. You want a reason to be pissed? When was the last time you filled up on gas? There you go. You've got a reason to be pissed. When was the last time you drove down the road? I'm sure if you drive more than seven miles on any road in the United States, you're going to run into someone who's going to give you a reason to be pissed off. Right? If you're looking for a reason to be pissed off, you're going to find a reason to be pissed off. If you're looking for racism, you're going to find racism, even if you have to manufacture it. And why do you have to be vague on Facebook, Kate? Why, why is it that when somebody asks you a legitimate question, what does this have to do with Black Lives Matter? Tell me, because I would like to know. And all right, so her response of why does it bother you that I said Black Lives Matter is a textbook deflection technique, right? She's trying to, by doing that, she's basically saying, I'm not the one with the problem here. You're the one with the problem. Why are you... And she's setting it up so she can say you're you have a problem with it because you're a racist. Because, again, she has no other capacity for thought in her head. She is intellectually vacant. You're not and wrong. Lacks the ability to have a conversation on anything other than what she has already determined is what is on everyone's mind because it's what's on her mind. She is so racist that she cannot conceive of the of the concept that anyone else might think of things in terms other than race. Well, she's white. That's the other thing. So that's the other thing that that's the other thing that I find shocking. Most people, most most Black Lives Matter activists are actually white. I, 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 I don't I just I don't understand that. I, and, and, I, don't, I honestly don't care. It, it doesn't matter. If they, if they want to be that concerned with race, you know, kudos for them, whatever. They found their cause. Yay, good for you. I'm going to be over here trying to live my life, pay my bills, if that's okay with you. And I know it's not okay with you, but I'm going to try and do it anyway because I don't care what your opinions are. If you're, not going to, if you're not going to follow the admonishments of one of the greatest human beings who have ever lived, who was still human and had their faults, Martin Luther King, when he said he has a dream that one day his children will be judged for the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And if you scream Black Lives Matter because anything happened without looking into the case, you are judging based on the color of skin, not content of character. Here's the other thing that bothers me. Mm -hmm. Because I'd like to have a dialogue with some of these people that in and of itself. Huh? They're incapable. You can't have a dialogue with them. That's that's why I've gotten to the point that I'm at where it's like, all right, if you say Black Lives Matter, all right, yeah, I don't need to have a conversation with you because you're incapable of having one. God bless you. Go with God. <laughs> you know exactly. I am trying to figure this out mm-hmm. in whether or not this is justifiable rage by certain people or if this is recreational rage. Because I'm at the point now, whereas I'm looking at the media bias and how people like Rachel Maddow framed this as racism and somehow Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. 
I'm looking at the media talking heads who claim that he is a racist. I, I And I have not found any legitimate evidence to prove that he's a racist. I, and I, ha, I haven't been able to go to a social media page and know for a fact that it's Kyle Rittenhouse. Has he posted anything that's racist on his on a social media page? That part, see, that's just it. I, like you said, how do you know it's him? I can make a page and call it Kyle Rittenhouse. So can you? Of course. So can anyone else? When you signed up for Facebook, did they ask you for proof of identity? No, of course not. Maybe they should. Well, maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't. I mean, we can argue about that too. But fact is. Anyone can make a page and claim to be Kyle Rittenhouse and then say any of the worst things that they want to say. We're talking about people who got drunk off their asses and made up a story about the president of the United States. It's the same mentality, right? And then our government's wasted so much time and energy chasing down allegations that were all fabricated. And the news media spent hours touting how it's going to cause the downfall of the sitting president on a made-up story this news item from newsweek ben crump calls kyle rittenhouse racist homicidal vigilante after not guilty verdict and this is published oh this is published yesterday afternoon silver 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 i don't know who the fuck this guy is Civil rights attorney Ben Crump called Kyle Rittenhouse a racist, homicidal vigilante in his response well, to Friday's. Ben Crump a, I'm going to call Ben Crump a child molesting Satanist because I have just as much evidence for that as he does about Kyle Rittenhouse being a racist. Now, here's the thing. The Rittenhouse case has pulled back the curtain on profound cracks in our justice system, from deep bias routinely and unbashedly displayed by the judge to the empathy of the officers who witnessed Rittenhouse's actions and did nothing. Crump said, "You mean the fighting, officers that were ter- that were ordered to stand exactly. down and not do anything? Those officers? Yes. Now, he, but now here's the point that he makes, and I'm trying to figure out if whether or not he's right in saying this." If we were talking about a black man, the conversation and outcome would be starkly different, he added. But we're not. We're talking about Kyle Rittenhouse, a racist, homicidal vigilante, like so many other white men before him, not only escaped accountability, but laughed in its face. I'm I'm telling you, I've looked for. Okay, so wait. So hold on. Dissecting that statement. If we were talking about a black man, it would be a totally different thing. I agree with him. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with him on that. But then he loses it when he says, no, we're talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. And then he goes off on these irrelevant tangents that he's making up out of his own fantasies. Right? Stick to your point. You had a valid point. If it was a black man, we would be, this would be different. Okay, you've got me. Let's discuss how it would be different. Let's discuss why it would be different. Let's discuss why we need to change and what we need to change to make it different. But no, you go off on an irrelevant tangent claiming that Kyle Rittenhouse is a racist. Okay, so there's no evidence that he's a racist. 
He shot two white men. Oh, my God, what a horrible racist that hates black. He killed two white people. I'm dying here. I'm dying Where, here. trying relevance? to. Because you said that he's a racist makes him a racist. That doesn't make fucking sense. It does to them. It again, we're going round robin on this. Yeah, right? we, no, we re we really it are. It does because, right? It it does because they can make any accusation they want, and now you are accountable for it. You being whoever they make the accusation about, right? They don't have to have evidence. Where's your evidence? He's a racist. Well, he wasn't there to support Black Lives Matter. Yeah, neither was I. Am I a racist? Yes, you are. Oh, well, at least I know your com your opinion's completely irrelevant. We need to start calling these people out when they say the dumbest fucking shit like that. Who are you to judge me based on absolutely no evidence? I'm judging you. I think you are someone who likes to take puppies by the tail and bash them into the walls of your apartment. That's the kind of person you are. Oh, what's that? You say it's not fair because you don't do anything like that, and how dare I make that such of an accusation? I agree. But since we can make any accusations we want, as predicated by your previous accusation about me, then this is the, the level of discourse that right. you are engaging in. Take it back a couple of days or a couple of weeks. When... Joe Biden's press secretary was asked about this case. Jen, pa Jen Psaki, Jen Psaki said something about Kyle being a white supremacist. And it was, where's the evidence? Where's the proof? He shot two white people. He shot three. You no, he, he's a white supremacist. He shot. He shot three white people, and two of them died. Uh, you're right. He only killed two. He only killed two of them. He shot three white people. Can't you tell he's a white supremacist? I don't understand Look at what he's doing. Again, again, I mean, the thing is, it is like, am I am I trying to make sense out of the, out of the nonsensical? You are. Because I mean, maybe this is maybe this is my youthful. Uh, uh, optimism kicking in here that I've never outgrown. I think that it's like if you present people... Youth. Come on, you're not a youth. I'm only 52. <laughs> only. Yeah, you're not a youth. Continue. My naivete and my... Uh, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? My, um, You know what I'm talking about. That The, the belief that... Uh, the belief that if you present people with the facts all the facts, they will eventually see reason. But because these people have already made their minds up because of what the media and people in government like Jen Psaki had already said. Right. I don't know. I don't know what to do about this. Well, I honestly don't know. How, how can you, how can you show these people? Is this look, these guys that he shot, we're not good guys. Stop fucking making martyrs out of them. See, well, I, I agree with you on your sentiment, but I don't think that's the right tack to take in a conversation with these people. Because Kyle Rittenhouse didn't know that these people, 
people. No, are, I totally agree with that. I'm talking about the people you know, who are posting, uh, you know, rest in peace, Anthony Huber posts. So call them pedophiles. If they're, you know, if they're talking about, you know, rest in peace to the guy who was raping 14 year old boys and eight year old boys say, wow, way to go here. Here's another guy that you should be mourning and post a picture of fucking Epstein. Yeah. I mean, seriously, we, our choices are these, we either let them go unchallenged and unquestioned or we challenge them. And me personally, I don't have the time, the energy, nor inclination to be challenging all of these idiots who are frankly not worth the effort because it's not going to ch ever change their opinion. All they're going to do is go into some fucking echo chamber somewhere and justify their own prejudices against me by saying, see, he's a white supremacist too because he disagrees with me. Okay, fine. If you, I'm going to be carrying the weight of the crime anyway, why should I bother censoring my opinion? You're a worthless fucking human being. Yeah. You want to judge people without having any concept of what they're what whether they are actually guilty of the crime you're accusing them of. So you are a worthless human being and I wish you would stop stealing oxygen from those of us who actually use it. I'm getting tired of this. I, I I really am. You can't just make an accusation and then sit on your moral fucking high horse, claim to know what's going on and what's really happening in this world. You have no fucking clue because you don't care to actually look into anything. Kyle Rittenhouse is not a hero. No. Kyle Rittenhouse should not have been there. He should not have been armed. He made a bad decision. Kyle Rittenhouse was also justified in shooting three men who tried to bring him to bodily harm. Just because he was attacked and was able to defend himself does not make him a hero. That may be an unpopular opinion, but it is actually my opinion. He is not a hero. And people are saying, well, saying that uh, Ashley Babbitt is a victim and saying that Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero is cognitive dissonance. Someone that I respect at work said that. And I'm like, well, yeah, but then there's this other fact that neither one of them are fucking heroes. Yeah. And Kyle Rittenhouse is the, the result of Kyle Rittenhouse's trial is exactly how it should have gone. That doesn't make him a hero. doesn't make him even a good fucking person. It just means that he was in a dangerous situation and he was attacked and he deserved to defend himself. That's all that means. doesn't mean anything else about him is even fucking relevant. No. He was able to defend himself. He has a right to defend himself. How do I know he has a right to defend himself? Because he exists. Right? Yeah. Don't come at me with this Black Lives Matter bullshit. Because it's not relevant in this particular case. The only relevance it has is that that happened to be a riot going on regarding that at the time when he was attacked. That is it. That is the only relevance Black Lives Matter has 
to the Kyle Rittenhouse yep. case. Yeah. Well, he's a racist. No, he's not. You have no evidence of that. None. Show me the post where he said, you know, all black people should die. Show me the post. Show, show me show me the evidence that this kid was, is a what racist and a white supremacist. Show me that. Show me that. Now, you could tell me that he benefits from, quote, white privilege, unquote, and I'll, I'll agree with you. No, you can tell me he benefits from, quote, unquote, white privilege, and I'll think, okay, so your, your opinion's useless. I will listen to the argument about how this is about white privilege. I, I will at uh, least do that. You're a better man than I am, Gunga Din. I'm done listening to that bullshit. Does white privilege exist? Yes, it does. You know what else exists? Black privilege. It's called affirmative action. You know what else exists? Hispanic privilege. You know what else exists? Chinese privilege. You know what else exists? Everyone is privileged in some fucking way. Everyone is disadvantaged in some fucking way. And there's podcaster privilege because we get to talk about this for an hour and a half and you can't stop us. Exactly. Well, maybe they can, but who knows? There is some, well, there is some form of privilege that everyone enjoys. Some are more privileged than others. I am not going to argue that. But to put a fucking label on it is irrelevant and counterproductive. Because everyone has some form of privilege. Everyone has some form of penalty in their lives. You know, you have some people that are born into horrible families and yet somehow turn out to be brain surgeons, right? Or podcasters. Very selfless, caring, giving people. You have some people who are born into every form of privilege without any form of disadvantage at all, and they turn out to be horrible human beings. I thought we weren't going to talk about Hunter Biden this episode. Well, you know, hey, your mileage may vary. I'm just saying. <laughs> have we talked? Ha- have, but but here, here's the other aspect, and here's how I'm going to close the show. Mm-hmm. Half my friends on social media have listened to only one side of the argument. Yep. They've only listened to what CNN and MSNBC has told them, has, has broadcasted on their network. The other half of our friends have listened to just what Fox News and Newsmax and One America Network and what they've had to say. There is there is a a, a divide. And there is oh, absolutely. there is the media bias. I'm going to report this that and the other thing, but I'm going to ignore all of this other evidence. And and for right now, for today, I don't know if we have the time for this. We're also going to ignore the fact that MSNBC was blocked from the courtroom for allegedly trying to harass or contact one of the jurors. There they was- followed the, the, the supposedly what happened was this guy who NBC is saying is a freelancer. He's saying he works for MSNBC was following the jury bus to their hotel at the end of the day. Now, NBC saying he's he's a contractor and he just happened to be going in the same gener- de- same direction. He's claiming he works for MSNBC and his producer told him to go get a picture of the jury. Sounds like jury tampering to That's me. That's some scary know, shit. What do I know? That is some scary shit. Yeah. Because... The jury, people in the jury literally said they were concerned about their 
who they were getting out because they were afraid of blowback from the results of the trial. And they probably would have had a verdict days ago, but because of that, they were afraid. If you're afraid of telling the truth, that means something is very wrong in this country. And I'll tell you, right now, in this particular isolated incident, it's not the people who are the pro-Second Amendment guys that are foolishly calling Kyle Rittenhouse a hero that they're afraid of. Kenosha's ready for riots because of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, there's another thing I wanted to close the show with. There are aspects of this case that the media did not report to their listeners or viewers because it, it, it doesn't fit the narrative on both sides. Fox News, from what I understand, failed to report certain aspects of the story because they want to portray Kyle Rittenhouse as a hero. I listened to Sean Hannity for a little bit yesterday over the past couple of days and Mark Levin to to us to an extent. And they're they're painting this kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, as a hero. For what he did. And then you flip the dial listening to MSNBC and CNN talking about evidence that proof that is not yet in evidence yet, meaning Kyle Rittenhouse being a white supremacist. And this media bias is dividing the United States. It's dividing America. America is divided for ratings. It's it's, it's for ratings. You're, You're allowed to say things that will work people up into a frenzy for ratings. And they misreport something. Like they're like they misreport Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake w- was shot seven times during during a, a, a an altercation with police. But the, did the media tell you why he was stopped by the police? Did they tell you that he violated a restraining order? Did they did they tell you why he had the restraining order? Did they tell you about his record? All you, all they heard was that Jacob Blake was shot by a white police officer. No, they didn't even hear that much. All they heard was black man shot by white cop. Black man shot by white cop, and the town goes freaking crazy. And this is one of, and and I'm I'm sure that we're going to get heat for saying this. I am going to get heat for saying this. If you keep saying black lives matter, when bad shit happens, you start diluting what black lives matter means. If you're a white trans woman and you're walking around the house or your apartment in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and you and you blame it on racism. And you say, Black Lives Matter, like the way I would say, Jesus Christ, if I stub my toe. Right. You dilute what Black Lives Matter means. If your only response to what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse and his acquittal, and you say, Black Lives Matter, and it was a white on white on white on white crime, 
Because let's not forget these white men who were shot who were shot by Kyle Rittenhouse, they also attacked Kyle Rittenhouse. Yep. Kyle Rittenhouse was 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 also a victim of violence. If you look at if you look at that, now Kyle Rittenhouse was attacked by three men who were committing acts of violence during a a a, a riot a quote black lives matter organization riot you don't get to toss toss out black lives matter you don't because you, now you've diluted it if you're going to say black lives matter every time something goes wrong in your life and if you're a white person like if you get a couple of cracked eggs from the supermarket and somehow that's evidence of racism Oh my God, my brown eggs that I got from Hannaford, some of them were cracked. Racism. That makes you out to be an idiot and a fool. And you're diluting the message of Black Lives Matter. If you're a white woman and you get pulled over by a white cop because you're, you're driving 20 miles over the speed limit in a school zone and you get a ticket and a court summons... And you complain about this on Facebook and then you like end it by saying Black Lives Matter. You just diluted what Black Lives Matter means. You can complain that you're you are being suppressed by the man because you're a Karen and you were racing to Starbucks to get your pumpkin spice latte before they run out. And you can cry police oppression, whatever. The police are trying to keep me from my pumpkin spice latte. You can, you can scream misogyny. misogyny. Sort of, maybe, I guess. If that's what floats your boat. Two, <clears throat> two white guys talking about Kyle Rittenhouse and how he's not the freaking hero and how... The three people he shot, who happened to be white, are also not heroes. Are also not heroes, and they're not martyrs. They're not good guys. I think the world might be better off without them. This is also not racism. You can't just keep saying racism. You can't blame everything on racism. Because when actual racism shows up, no one is going to believe it if it's coming from you. Absolutely not. Because you've because you've diluted. You've cried wolf so many fucking times that no one gives a shit what you say anymore. And I think that the I, I think the black community ought to be pissed at the white people who are who are abusing Black Lives Matter. Because, I mean, just between you well, and me, here's the question. Yeah. Since we're still talking about um, bias in the media, how come we never hear from those black people? Because I guarantee they exist. How come we never hear from them? Somebody is going to say that we're not listening or uh, consuming the right media because of And that. we're probably not, but I would love to know what that media is so I can start consuming it. So if you're going to tell them not listening to the right media... Give me a link because I am more than willing to add to my list of media that I listen to. Don't just tell me I'm listening to the wrong media. Give me the right media to listen to. 
And if I if don't understand, it's just as fucking obscure as other shit that I that I read. Don't be surprised if I say, eh, because I'm not buying it anymore. I'm 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 I've become disinterested and I've become jaded. It could could that be the right word? Yeah, jaded. Jaded sounds accurate. Feels accurate because the all the times that people I've been called a racist so many times that it doesn't even. I, I just kind of shrug now. You're a racist. Oh, okay. You're a racist because like I, I don't said, agree with your political I, I, I ideology. Don't care about your opinion now. You don't know me. You're calling me a racist for no reason whatsoever. So okay, fine. I don't care about your opinion. So you can call me whatever the hell you want. I'm ignoring you. And they don't see that. They 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 don't see that as a problem. They don't see that as they're fucking up their own message. If you want me to care about your message, give me a reason to care about it. And calling me names, by the way, is going to not make me care about your message. Right. In all honesty, blocking someone on Facebook because they ask you a question is not adding to the conversation either. Yeah, you just way. saw yeah, you just saw that. You just saw how Kate yeah. blocked me because I asked her a legitimate question and she does not want to have a dialogue because I legitimately thought there was a part of this that I did not understand. I did not get. Right. And if you are not willing to engage with people because they're asking you a question and you see that question being asked as a sign of what was the term blinders and simplistic guilt slash blame you're part of the problem yes how about we have a conversation how about you try and use your famous empathy to convince me when i'm asking you a question if i'm right or wrong yes explain to me how it's relevant explain to me how your one comment is relevant to what happened and don't just say, well, if you don't know, I can't explain it to you because now that means you lack the intellectual capacity to be able to explain things to a moron. So if you are too stupid to explain things, don't put that on me. So if you want to say you just don't want to talk about it, fine. That's a valid reason. I don't want to talk with people like you. Okay, cool. So you, you like prefer being in an echo chamber. Great. Now I know where you stand. Yeah. At least be fucking honest about it. Snide comments about people after you've already removed them from the conversation oh, yeah. does not make you a moral superior or an intellectual giant. It makes you a fucking coward. You want to have empathy? You want to have honesty? Here's honesty for you. Don't be a fucking coward. Have the goddamn conversation. I'm willing to admit I'm wrong. Right. Are you? And I would love to have Kate come on the episode and, and just explain to me, how, how the fuck is this? How can, how can you use Black Lives Matter hashtag when it comes to a, a case like this, a crime like this, a white-on-white -white crime? I, I, seriously, I'd like to know where she's coming from. I think that could be an interesting and informative and entertaining conversation to have. I don't think Kate has the courage to have a conversation about this without getting, without getting emotional or getting hysterical. I'd like to be proven wrong. Right. In fact, 
I would love to have a conversation with her where we actually, oh, I don't know, don't start off by calling each other names, assume each other has a valid opinion, and then go from there, find out, okay, well, how am, what am I missing? Yeah. What, explain, tell me, what exp- tell me about your experience with the criminal system that makes you think that it's okay to say Black Lives Matter after Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted after killing three black, uh, white people. Right, because the logic doesn't follow there. It, do, it, really, it honestly doesn't. It honestly doesn't. And if doesn't. your only reason for calling him a racist because he wasn't there to support Black Lives Matter, then I'm sorry, you need more explanation than that. There's a lot of people that aren't racist that don't necessarily support Black Lives Matter for a whole host of reasons. And this is one of the reasons why. Right. Because you throw it in my face and I don't see the relevance. And then when I ask you about the relevance, you block me. All right, so you don't want to have an intellectual conversation. You don't want to actually talk to people about things. You want to just throw out your fucking slogan like it explains everything in the whole goddamn world when I'm just trying to figure out what the hell you're talking about. Why are you angry? Why are you upset? How does I'm it, how does this do- I'm tired of I, we no, not you, Jay. called these fucking names. No, I'm talking I'm talking about I'm talking about being rhetorical, but still. What you why why are these so-called snowflakes losing their composure when you ask them a legitimate question? And at what at what point do these people lose their audience? And people wake up and realize this is this is fucked up. This is this is this is irrational. This is an irrational response to a legitimate question. So, see, that's just it. I don't think they're ever going to. They're, they're never. They're so far into the group. I think it's just like we were talking about with with the, uh, you know, the fuck Joe Biden thing. You've got percentage of the population that's so hardline Democrat or so hardline Republican that they don't see the warts. They don't see the emperor has no clothes. Right you're always going to have a percentage of the population that does that. And you're going to have that same, you're going to have a percentage of the population that does the same thing with whatever cause celeb or whatever, you know, outrage du jour is going on. And if you ask them any serious questions about it, which they can't answer or won't answer, they then go off and sit on their high horse. I see they're so racist, they don't even understand what the hell I'm talking about. Well, maybe explain it to me. I realize you're going to have to stoop down to talk at my intellectual level, but I may surprise you and you may find out that I may be willing to change my opinion on things. Or I may find out that, you know, I still disagree with you, but now I understand your opinion. Better. Right. By the way, both of those are okay. Yes. It is possible to like and enjoy spending time with someone with whom you disagree. Throwing that out there. We used to do that. I wish we could yeah. still do that. See, people who have been friends for decades unfriending people because oh, of the political thing. Yeah. 
that pains me. Yeah. I lost a friend because of that. And it pains me. He's a good guy. It, it, it pains me to see people end decades-long friendships over yeah. a case that you don't have all the facts about. Well, not even that. It's a case you're not personally involved in. It wasn't your kid that got shot. It wasn't your cousin. You're ending a decades-long friendship over something that happened 3,000 miles ago that you didn't have any personal involvement with. And because they disagree with you, you're going to end that friendship. Yeah. I'm afraid to even comment on things on Facebook. Oh, oh, I completely, totally agree. I I am very much there. There are times when I'm having a conversation with somebody and I realize I'm I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to be quiet. I'm not going to say anything anymore. Like right now. I'm I'm scrolling through my feed. And I realize. There's nothing to say to these people. There's nothing to say to these people. You can't have a conversation with them. I would love to. I would love to. A friend of mine said in regards to the thing, in regards to the, the verdict, I just can't even. Why? Why can't, why, well, you disagree with the verdict, so what do you mean, what can't, why can't you even? Can't even what? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. I think that Thanksgiving dinner is going to be very interesting in many households all around the country. Yeah, which is a shame, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm not even 100% sure what I'm doing, you know, talking with uh, talking with my lovely girlfriend about what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. Yep. And uh, I don't even know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving at this point. Get on an we're airplane. Well, I, probably today and tomorrow. We'll get on, get on an airplane. Let's do a show together. The Fedora Chronicles <laughs> radio show's Thanksgiving special. And we, prob- we, we promise we will not have B. Arthur. <laughs> you know? dude. <laughs> and dude, no offense. I love you. Yeah. But I'm not driving. I am not getting in an airport on Thanksgiving weekend. That's just not happening. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, all right. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna edit this episode, and then I'm I'm going to send an invite to Kate, and see if whether right. or not we can do a show together. And, and I may have to extend that invite if she blocked you. I think you I think you should. I think you should. Okay. And I and I and I hope that she understands. I honestly want to know why is she why is she really angry at the justice system, and how is it that even white on white crime. And acquittals has something to do with race. And I know the obvious answer, but I want her answer. I want to hear her response to to these questions. Here's a a wonderful quote from uh, Facebook. For anyone who has a problem with the Rittenhouse verdict, I offer you this. A jury of 12 people spent over 25 hours deliberating every aspect of the case that they were far more informed on than you and what your TV told you to think. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. 
Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, Chronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner-King-Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.